How can you start getting more done in less time? Isn't that the million dollar question? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me and how to work with me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we can all be grateful and take a big sigh of relief that a listener question showed up in my inbox. For today, at least, we have been spared of, of me like yammering on about any topic I might be thinking about or daydreaming about. Uh, today's listener questions about productivity. How do you get more done in less time? And when you catch yourself being unproductive, what is that really about? And how can you get yourself in line? So let's dive in with so much gratitude <laughs> for the question. Um, and I'll find you on the other side. Hi, Heather. I have a question for your podcast. I'm trying to figure out how I can start getting more done with less time. At work, people who seemingly don't work that much always seem to get more stuff done than me. I come into work on any given day with 10 things to do. I'll have an email to write, for example, and it can take me an hour. I write it and read it and then double check it in case I said something incorrect. I see my coworkers spend huge amounts of their day just chatting and then they go home after six hours, but still have something to show for their time at the end of the month. They never look stressed. How to become... How do people become so efficient? How do they get that work-life balance? One coworker took vacation in November and is going away again for the Christmas week, but he too has work product to show at the end of this month. He's done the work. Am I just wasting time? What am I doing wrong? And what am I missing? Okay, so there's a couple of things here. I think it's really easy to get into that comparison-itis game, to look at yourself and to look to other people and then decide that you yourself are somehow, for some reason, coming up short. And it can easily quickly become the question of what's wrong with me? Why can't I do it? They seem to do it. And we can put that problem-focused approach on it. And I think sometimes that actually sets us up for failure more than it sets us up for effective problems solving. So before we decide that you were the problem and that everyone has the magic answer except for you, I want you to think about a couple of things. One is by the description of your email, the checking and the double checking and the making sure that you got it correct. It seems that attention to detail is a really important value of yours. Perhaps it might be too, you know, too important and an email in an hour, you know, there's something there. There's something to look at and to question and dig a little deeper on. But if you're in an office where perfection isn't a value, where excellence isn't a value, you're comparing apples and oranges because you yourself have a standard for yourself of perfection and excellence, but you're working with people who don't. So if their value is, for example, the thing that I often like to teach and encourage people is that done is better than perfect, then their value is that like there might be a spelling error in that email they sent. There might be, you know, something that gets misunderstood in whatever email they write, but they're going to clean up the mess later rather than spending sort of all of this extra time checking and double checking their email. So if you're into somebody 
who's really struggling with making sure that everything's perfect, I would definitely do a gut check on that. But I would also let you know that there's plenty of people who, when given three hours for an exam, finish that sucker in 35 minutes because they don't care to double read the answers or double check the questions and make sure that they got comprehension right. That it's not a value of theirs and it's not how they move through the world. If it's a value of yours, it's going to trip you up every time. And if it is a value of yours, you might be observing right now that this value, that this sort of tenacity toward perfection is actually setting you up to not meet your needs, isn't feeling productive, is sort of getting in your way. And then you can decide for yourself that you're going to do, you know, you're going to do something about it. And that might mean that you put a timer on yourself so that you tell yourself like an email should only be taking me 15 minutes. I'm setting the timer and then when the email's done, it's done. Um, it might mean that you're scheduling in blocks of time into your schedule. So for an hour every day, you're dealing with email, but then you're not looking at it until the end of the day before you leave. You can develop systems and structures, but you also have to know yourself and hold accountability with yourself. The other thing too that comes up a lot of times when people get into this comparisonitis around productivity, especially in the workplace, is this idea that like some work environments set some employees up for success and other people up for failure. So I would want you to think about your most productive times at work. When are you your most efficient? When do you just get things done? And if you are more efficient, for example, when nobody is around, when the office is particularly quiet, or when nobody is interrupting you, then one of the things that you're recognizing here is that your office isn't setting you up to be successful. That if you apply self-awareness to your situation and you recognize that you really perform well in, you know, in quieter environments and the fact that your coworkers are chatting throughout the day is actually a destruction and a, a, a disruption rather and a distraction to your efficiency, you're gonna have to figure out how to find quieter places to work or how to have conversations with your coworkers that when they're chatting and when they're being social, you really need them to find a different place to do that so you can concentrate. Because I think a lot of times what happens when we're in these forced group environments is we keep trying to bend ourselves to other people. So we become pretzels and we try not to complain when people talk too loud and we try to be the good, efficient, supportive coworker by accepting and acknowledging and allowing interruptions and quick questions that people have because we don't want people to think, you know, otherwise of us. But all of those things can often get in the way of our productivity. So for example, like whether or not I like it, I work from home and I am my most efficient when I'm home alone. Right now, my office isn't done because we haven't finished the remodel on our home. So my office is at the end of our dining room table. I really don't get any work done when my husband is home. And I could say that there's all kinds of things I should do differently, that I shouldn't pay attention to him, I shouldn't be distracted by the television, I should, you know, that we could put up any kind of caveat to this. But the reality is, is that I am my most efficient when I have the house to myself, or at least, you know, to my office to myself. But in lieu of that, like I need my office space quiet and uninterrupted. And being in the middle of the dining room means I get it, like I get distracted every time he goes into the kitchen or when the TV gets turned on or, you know, when 
when he's just putzing around the house. So if I know that and I'm working and it happens to be one of his days off, I have to figure out what I need to set myself up for success. And that might mean telling him, hey, the living room is off bounds, you know, for the next three hours. It might mean that I move myself to a quieter environment where I'm less likely to be disrupted. But to, you know, sort of say, well, my husband's home, there's nothing to do about it. So product, you know, I have to figure out a way to be productive anyway. I think that's a setup for failure. There's obviously going to be times in life when we have to be more you know, more flexible and more aware, but I don't think it has to be every time. But if we can use our self-awareness to know what sets us up for success, then I, I think we're, you know, we're really set up to do better. The other thing too, that every time people tell me they're struggling with productivity and they're struggling with getting things done, the first thing I like to see and ask is what's your system for getting things done? How do you have an organizational system? Do you have a planner? Do you have a way of monitoring? monitoring your time and, you know, completing your regular standard tasks? Do you have an organization system for bigger projects? Because a lot of times what slows some people up is that lack of organization, is that lack of planning that they kind of carry in their head what needs to get done and they keep ticking off all the boxes, but they're actually spending so much time thinking and planning and getting organized that they lose time actually doing the process. So, for example, my podcast, now that I pre-record it, I schedule blocks of time into each week. Once I know when my scheduled client calls are, I, oh, oh excuse me. I schedule in blocks of time, usually about three hours or so at a time, and I put it into my schedule. I move my computer into my closet where I'm recording the shows. I have all the notes for the upcoming episodes if there's anything I need to jot down or any of the listener letters. And I, you know, I have a system that for every 45 minutes, I take a quick five minute break and then I just bang on and get it done. That's my system so that when, you know, I get distracted, or when a you know a new idea comes to mind i just tell myself like there's no time for that right now because right now i'm in podcast recording time so when you're finding yourself inefficient i would pay attention to what parts of your job are slipping what parts of your job are you know falling by the wayside and i would figure out if there's an an organizational system for you that you can apply you know the next thing you got to do is stop looking left and stop looking right and stop comparing yourself to other people. Because, you know, if they're not doing the exact same job you're doing, or they're not held to the same expectations, or their values are different, then you're never going to get that accurate you know, um, comparison, you're just going to end up feeling less than all the time. And that doesn't set anybody up for success. So you have to do a gut check for yourself of what your values are, what your priorities are, make sure that they're scheduled in, make sure you're tending to them, but also to double check them and look at them critically if they're getting in your own way. And you're, you know, you're developing anxiety and a case of, you know, over like of an emphasis on perfection more than on production because that's the value. 
So those are some things that, you know, just riffing off the top of my head that I think can help you. I certainly think it's about self-awareness and making sure you set yourself up for success, making sure your coworkers know what you need to be successful. And then also to making sure you have the systems in place and that you're using the things that you know about yourself to set yourself up for success. Again, I and probably many listeners to the show are thanking you for writing in. It's been an empty inbox for several days so it's good and refreshing to have a question thanks so much for reaching out to me if anybody else listening has a question or wants my two cents on their life or business problem please do find me at heather at choose to have it all.com thanks so much for today i look forward to talking to you next time bye for now